0: people need order and mm-hmm. 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 12 rules
1: Hello, welcome to Shelf Rules for what my name is Sam Moore and I'm Alex. And we're talking today about the third part of our book which is on the future.
0: So the book is called uh The Rise of Ecofascism, and we could say it is now officially properly out after some confusion about when the actual launch date was.
1: Let's not let's not do not you know, let's not like drag the curtain uh open for the for the listeners here. No, um, no, we,
0: we we can talk a little bit about how exciting it is like it is really um, exciting, yeah, yeah. People we respect have received it, and we've had two reviews, and... I, I want to say, if you've received it, you're on that list. Whoever yeah, you are. Everyone who pre-ordered <laughs> the book. <laughs> Whoever you we are. We respect you, we salute you, thank <laughs> you for supporting the because You're valid. We hear you.
1: Um, so we're talking about the future today, which is the third part of the book. Uh, as we've kind of mentioned before, the past, present, future is the order of the book, and indeed the order of, of time itself. And what we're doing is we're going to talk about this third part which is of course has not yet happened it's more speculative it's more looking at the kind of dynamics of the far right look at how they might evolve over the next let's say century we don't really give a a particular time frame in the book Um, it's not a future story that has testable predictions in um, apart from maybe a a few which we'll get into Um, it's not like a kind of a a sense you know in 2070 this will happen in 2065 this will happen and so on that that stuff is is
0: beyond not only us but i think actually beyond pr- pretty much everyone i mean it, it is, well, the future is being told within us within one particular quite knowable time frame which is like yeah. the agreed models for the development of the climate in this century precisely yeah and and, and so you know there are certain time frames to this and you know a century is a, like, a pretty decent one to yeah. to be thinking. You're absolutely in. right. There is a kind of a there are testable predictions in this,
1: but they do not come from us, right? They come from climate science modeling. And the question of how the climate um, is reflected, mediated, and so on by social relations has very broad tendencies that we explore in the chapter. But that doesn't mean that we can say you know exactly what will happen at, at certain times. We're not we're not magic, unfortunately.
0: We, I think we say in the book, and I, I said in a in a talk. I did in Bristol over the last week. It got you know, great
1: reviews, by the way, which I can say because I wasn't there,
0: <laughs> I was sick. <laughs> what the chapter is doing is thinking about how politics and how particular forms react to for politics and in that we're kind of including, you know, forms of capital as well as kind of far right movements. I think that's very important to say. Um, how they will respond to this changing climate, how they will try and mitigate it, or how they will try and double down on fossil fuel production. Um, and we've got kind of three versions of the future, and we can explore very briefly, unfortunately, all too briefly, I think. We could have spent a long time, a longer time thinking through this stuff. Um, one of them is uh, called, we call fossilized reaction. The other one is called borders, bombs and bullets, I think, or batteries. Batteries, Bombs and Bullets. Batteries, Bombs and Bullets. Batteries, batteries, Bombs and Borders.
1: Batteries, Bullets and Borders. Borders, Bullets... B- borders, Bullets and Batteries. <laughs>
0: it's three B-words in a row. If one of those three B-words, it is. And then the third one is Climate Collapse Cult. Um, yeah, yeah. Three Cs, three Bs and an, FR. And, uh,
1: an FB. F-R, yeah.
0: yeah. Sorry, I can't spell <laughs> disaster. Fossilized Bracken um and maybe we it'd be, it'd be useful just for this part of the episode just to go briefly through each future and and say um how like just discuss them briefly
1: yeah so the question of like how capital re- relates to climate change right and capital is not one thing but split up into lots of different parts um there are Capital interests that deal with the security industries. There are capital interests that are in finance. There's capital industries that's in like manufacturing. They're in, like you know huge, of different things, that sectors of the economy, each of which have their own kind of capital uh, behind them. And oftentimes um, they're in
0: in sync, in, in alliance, I suppose. Yeah. But what we're thinking about is the forms of capital that are going to come into conflict.
1: Yes, and when the far right scales, so this is kind of maybe one of the most important claims in the book, and one of the co- most important claims in our previous book. When the far right scales up, it has to attach itself to some fraction of capital. Now, there's an open question. It's a very complicated question, particularly at the present moment when we're getting things like asset manager capitalism. Think enormous companies like BlackRock, $7 trillion of assets under management, absolutely vast companies. When we're thinking about these groups maybe there is a sense in which like the different fractions or wings or parts of capital are now increasingly speaking with a single voice which is the the voice of asset ownership and so on but that's a very complicated question we won't get into that today so insofar as there are these kind of wings of capital little parts or uh, fractions of capital the far right scales and has done historically by allying itself with some sort of wing of capital Right, so some sort of aspect of um, the the bourgeoisie of industrial uh, capital is kind of identified with the nation, and then far right movements scale by affirming that part of it. Of course, it's it's often been um, in the kind of classical Marxist account, or the classical kind of account of uh, of fascism. It's often been about uh, the petty bourgeoisie and so on, and, and small cap- bits of capital. But we don't really talk about that in our book, partially because the 20th century and increasingly probably the 21st century has been a time of of the uh, increased consolidation of capital so the small business neither matters anymore really on a, on a, on a social scale and it, and it will increasingly not matter into the future as well um capital is is increasingly kind of large uh and so far right movements identify with some part of capital and of course when we're talking about these three different futures we're talking about three different relationships to capital we're talking about batteries bombs and and borders we're talking about the security industries but also importantly we're talking about the far right's possible identification with things like the green energy revolution the capacity for the volk the people you know whatever however that's constituted in the future the capacity of that group to identify with its own reproduction in the form of um, clean energy the reason why this would be important for far-right movements is because it can be wielded as a kind of tool in a, a, an, an emerging Cold War. Emerging return to a kind of Cold War dynamics, not between the US and Russia this time, but between the US and, and more likely China. So there's a kind of emerging Cold War situation in which far-right movements take a, a major kind of stance and that is exactly what happened um in the cold war of course there were lots of kind of uh, far-right movements that emerged in different places often backed by uh the u.s government in various forms or the cia and so on that emerged in different places in order to basically form a kind of anti-leftism in whatever country they, they happen to be in um and so the far right here is not a autonomous force it's not like a kind of a, a completely separate thing um it's not like people like to imagine, at least, capital uh, fascism was. It's not like a kind of a, a way of ruling capital, right? It's a it's a it's a kind of a it's a subordinate force to the to the, to the to the rule of capital uh, on, on a global stage, which identifies with a particular kind of part of uh, part of that capitalist whole. So th- that's that's loyalty to a certain kind of capital, capital defined by, as I said, security industries, um, green, green energy, perhaps um, war fighting, and so on. And this comes out of the history section. We talk about the utilization of military power in order to dominate, control, organize and structure ecosystems that are in kind of increasing crisis, increasing kind of disaster um, as climate change accelerates. So we're thinking about the dynamics of disaster relief. We're thinking about the dynamics of different kinds of responses to climate systems breakdown. And the way in which those might be securitized, ways which, which those might be mediated through certain fractions of capital, and how the far right might identify or organise themselves in relation to that. So that's bullets sorry, <laughs> I really striked to get to that. Batteries, bullets, and borders, I think. Batteries, bombers and borders? Doesn't really matter. The same kind of thing. Green energy, war fighting, and strict national distinctions. Anti refugee sentiment and so on. Batteries, bombs and borders.
0: The other thing the other thing um To say about this BBB future is that um, you know it's focused ostensibly on mitigation, on green, on you know renewable energies. Um, But what that will entail, which is you know renewable energies are a good thing, Uh, what that will entail, however, is kind of an intensification of existing inequality, global structural inequalities about the extraction of uh, rare earth minerals and you know lithium, all the all the like little bits of molecules that are needed for producing these objects that will start this renewable energy situation. And and for that to occur, of course, it just intensifies f- forms of extraction, similar how oil is extracted, except the countries where those resources are have even have much less control over over that as well. And so what we'll see is instead of a kind of a Green New Deal style liberatory model or like one that prioritizes climate justice we'll see a green new deal style in which um in global inequalities in inequities are re-entrenched and entrenched much harder this, this is why i think we we argue quite convincingly in the book i mean you're
1: right to put this out like we we, we argue i think quite convincingly in the book that a green new deal shorn of its demands for global climate justice like simply will not function anything like the green new deal wants it to function like it doesn't it will not be progressive and and leftist and it has a capacity to be wielded by the far right i think that's really kind of important that these these demands for justice even as i think for some people who are more kind of meek or liberal supporters of the green new deal think of them as essentially secondary right we need a green energy transition and then like on top of that it'd be nice if it was kind of like ameliorative of, of of social um, you know inequality it was it ameliorative of uh, the relationships of colonialism and so on. No, I think that's that kind of thing is absolutely central to what the green new deal needs to be uh, going forward in order to prevent exactly this um, batteries bombs borders uh, future from emerging.
0: Yeah, I, I draw a I draw a comparison with the foundation of the NHS and the mo- and the kind of modern welfare, British welfare state post second world war which was founded on the stolen wealth of, you know, Britain's colonial holdings. Um, not only over you know periods of the of centuries but also you know very immediately um, as well and so you know that the NHS was founded off you know um, off colo- british colonial power and the wealth that was extracted from it Similar- similarly that we do not want a situation in which um, the west 's kind of green revolution is funded off the stolen. Uh, wealth and stolen stuff of uh, people in the global stuff,
1: and it's also worth noting that, of course, so the, the, in in the mid twentieth century and onwards, um, there is a essentially something kind of, a kind of alliance, um, a very fragile and very temperamental, and very kind of all over the place alliance between um, the West. Which has some oil, not a huge amount, and um, oil-producing nations in the Middle East, Russia, and so on. Right, there's a kind of a, there's an alliance between these two groups over this kind of contingent issue, in which they um, provide energy in in exchange for political stability. As energy mixes change, so for example, as things like tight oil or shale oil, which is a um, environmental disaster on its own, um, if they increase in, in 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 capacity, which is you know uncertain to say the least. Um, then the dynamics of these kind of things will change very rapidly. Um, I don't think we're going to see the similar kind of exchange between you know, rare earth minerals and political stability uh, emerging in relation to to the countries where rare earth minerals uh, broadly are. Places where, for example, lithium uh, is, is, is mined are the ABC countries, Australia, and so on. The ABC countries being Argentina, Bolivia, and Chile. All three of which have of course long histories of a kind of far-right neoliberal uh combination inventions uh interventions from from the west uh, uh, dictatorships being imposed on the countries uh, and so on um by by the far right in in the in the guise of kind of a- empire um imposing dictatorships on the on um, on the groups of on, on, on these countries right I think that situation is likely to continue. I don't, th- I don't want to get into any kind of conspiracy stuff about the relationship between uh, Bolivia's uh, lithium <laughs> and uh, the Bolivian coup. Alex is nodding furiously, do it, do it, do it. But I'm not going to do it. Although I should point out that in the book, we do cite Bolivia's actual president saying that it's he believes that the motivation behind the uh, 2019 uh, coup in Bolivia was lithium access. It had been signed over to a German company. There were thoughts that it might be kind of nationalized in, 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 in uh, by the Morales government and so on. It's a very complicated situation. I'm not going to get into that like di- directly. But the politics of rare earth minerals do not tend towards a green utopian future for all, unfortunately. They tend towards fractiousness, um, coups, uh, and so on, all of which will require a far-right element to uh, substantiate and sustain them.
0: Okay, so moving on um, to another of our futures, fossilized reaction. Yes, um, and you you kind of invoked it a little bit when we we're talking about the alliance between the West and oil-producing countries, uh, and of course when we're talking about different forms of capital and and where far right movements may align, one like huge form of capital which has defined the 20th century is has been fossil capital, which has been you know. Trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars of sunk capital. It's well, well explored by our friend. I think we can describe it as a friend, Andreas Malm. You know, like a, a yeah. academic, political friend, you know? Not a real friend. Our boy. He's our <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fossil uh, f- fossil capital is not like a sideshow to capitalism today. It's like the key driver it's the industry
1: thanks a lot for listening if you enjoyed that and you want to hear the rest of this premium episode then you can go over to our patreon and subscribe for as little as two dollars a month of course if you are interested in reading in much 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 greater depth all the arguments that we've put forward in this episode then you can go and buy the rise of Ecofascism* from any bookseller at all in the uk And from April it'll be available in the US as well. Thanks a lot for listening and I'll see you soon.
0: Twelve rules.